Good evening. It is Tuesday, and if I am hitting you with a pod on a Tuesday, usually there is breaking news. Today is a little bit different. It's not breaking news. What it is is that we've come across some information, and also we wanted to delicately tell this story because of the fact that it hasn't happened. Um, it's things that you probably want to keep an eye on, and uh, also when it does happen, I, I, I kind of want to be first. So let's you know, true transparency here. Um, I was talking to someone in the league, and they had made mention to me that um, they see a world where. In the next, whatever, 12 months, you want to say less than that, because, you know, whenever the season starts next year, uh, let's say we are, eh, say, say 11 months, right? Okay, October, season starts next year. He sees a scenario where the Golden State Warriors look completely different. Steph Curry is still there. Draymond Green is still there. Sounds good so far, right? Steve Kerr would not be there. The head coach of the four-time champions, the Golden State Warriors, who's been instrumental in wrangling in Draymond when he was out of line. Um, making adjustments where Andre Iguodala was coming off the bench, making hard choices like that. Looks like people are starting to see a scenario where Steve Kerr is no longer there. Clay Thompson also, part of the Splash Brothers, we all know it, he also could not be there, and it's growing more and more likely that that is going to happen. CP3, we all knew, was a band-aid for this year. We all know that his particular style doesn't fit Steve Kerr's style. Um, Obviously, he would be gone because he's in last year, his contract, but the reason why I wanted to bring this up today I don't think it's going to happen anytime in the regular season. I don't think it's going to, you're not going to see a lot of news on it, and we're about to get into it. And I, the reason why I want to give you some of this stuff beforehand is when it when it could go down, we can come back to this pot. Quietly, the Gold State Warriors are allowing the dynasty to die. Bob Myers looks like an art thief. Or a clever insider trader. Steve Kerr is in the final year of his deal. Clay Thompson, despite his success over the last five games, previous contest, he's also in his final year. How eerily similar is this to last season when I think it was around. I think it might have been right around this time 
we start talking about Bob Myers no longer being with the Golden State Warriors. So if you want to go back and check the archive pods, there are many mentions of Bob Myers leaving beforehand. So I think I got a pretty good end with this organization and a pretty good um, group of people that I can kind of talk to and rely on. So I'm not telling you this to say, hey, I'm always right or anything like that, but I'm just giving you color to the to the to the tapestry that we're trying to um, give you here. The other thing that we kind of need to to worry about is that who replaced Bob Myers? Now I've said on this program many a times that Joe Lacob, the governor of the Golden State Warriors, his son Kurt Lacob has now taken over the executive VP player personnel duties that Bob Myers used to have. And what an inauspicious debut you have. You have the team, which is dreadfully under 500 and underperforming. Um, you have Draymond Green going off the reservation, acting like a, a complete lunatic. And just seem to to not be able to curtail his impulsivity uh, issues. But again, I take you back to last year. There was no contract negotiations going on with Bob Myers last year. There are no contract negotiations going on with Steve Kerr this year. Sounds familiar, right? Now, we did hear about the two-year extension that they tried to give Clay for two years at $24 million, so that would have been two extra years, and it would have been approximately $48 million. That was quickly rebuffed. It just seems to be a pattern, and... It just seems like now that we know that there was no contract negotiations last year and then Kurt Lakeup taking over the position, now there's not another son that can take over this position, so you don't have to worry about that. But it does beg the question to be asked, who do you see as the next head coach of the Golden State Warriors? Who would you like to see? Hit me up on Twitter, or X, however you want to call it, at FrontRunnerPC. Or you can hit up our guy Nico at, FR, at NicoFRPC. We'll also put this up, some of this up as a YouTube clip as well. So leave your comments there. I'll be really interested to see what names pop up for the next candidate to coach the Golden State Warriors and also have the pleasure of coaching Steph Curry as well. Now, Kerr and Myers were notoriously, um, they got along great. Um, it seems to, it seems that they had a similar point of view when it came to the team and how it looked 
and how it operated on the court. That was until the youth movement. Remember that? We're kind of still in that. Moody, Kaminga, now uh, Podzimski, who's awesome. I, lo- I love that kid. That kid has a lot, a lot of, um, he plays like a warrior. You know, he just plays like a warrior. Very smart, heady, not reluctant to pass. Find the open man, create his own shot, create shot for others. I like that kid. But it's funny. I don't. I'm not sure that Bob Myers was was in on on the whole youth movement. Remember, John James Wiseman was their high pick, and I know a lot of people have, have really trashed Bob Myers. Let me ask you this question: because of that pick, because obviously now you would say, you know, if they choose. Wiser, you know, you know, choose wisely in that draft. They might not be in this predicament. Let me ask you this question, or let me propose this question: Is there any thought that maybe he wanted to put the roster in a situation where maybe you don't have like old vets, but you have like younger vets that can fill in the back end of what? the Golden State Warrior dynasty was. Because keep in mind, we were hearing words like two timelines last year and the year before. You know, when they when they drafted Wiseman and Moody and Kaminga. We were hearing the the phrase that was coined, two timelines, right? Two, two you know, we got a youth movement going on and we have this dynasty that we're going on. Now, when... Obviously, everything was put on hold the first year because of, and we're about to get into it in a second, but before it was dynasty maintenance, bringing in the right pieces to fit the stars that they currently had on the team. Well, here's the deal, and here's the reality, and everybody knows this. I'm not saying anything that's not out of school right now. Clay isn't the same, and nor should he be. With a torn ACL, and then follow that up with an Achilles in two consecutive seasons, missed two consecutive seasons, you know, just gone. Of course, he would be sapped of his lateral quickness. Of course, he'd be sapped of his lift. And of course, he'd be sapped of his uh, his burst. Add to that that Clay is also 33 years old. And whether you want to talk about whether it's lack of confidence or whether it has the injuries or or whatever, or it has to do with just basically the natural progression of old or or aging. Do you know that Clay Thompson is averaging four plus less shots a game? So I'm going to say that one more time. Clay Thompson is averaging four plus less shots a game. Remember, this was the number two. Now, I understand that Wiggins took it over, you know, in that championship run. But you would think Clay coming off the injury, Clay now a full season off the injury, we would start to see 
the 13, 14, you know, the 17, 18 shot volume. We're not seeing that. He's averaging under 14 shots a game. Now, you would say, well, that means that Wiggins has stepped up. Andrew Wiggins has stepped up and he is pulling his weight. Nope, that's not happening either. There was a stat that I I read a couple days ago that when Wiggins was right in that championship run, like a lot of his shots, his shot profile was at the rim or a three-point shot. He had taken a lot less twos. This season, he's back to old Minnesota Andrew Wiggins, right? A lot of mid-ranges, a lot of deep twos. Um, the defense isn't as good as it was the last couple of years. Obviously, we're going to scratch last year because he was gone for personal reasons for four months or three months. So if he's not picking up the the load that's been dropped off by Clay, who is, right? Nobody. That's the problem. And hence, this is why they're five, six games under 500 at this point. But here's the here's the key to the whole thing. Where's Steph in all this? Where's Steph Curry in all this? Curry has been the consummate teammate and consummate professional since he's been with the Warriors. His whole entire tenure with the Warriors, he has been a giving superstar. Remember, Kevin Durant came to Golden State. And albeit Steph Curry was the actual, you know, heart and soul of the team or whatever you want to call it, you know, the, the straw that stirs a drink. Make no mistake about it, Kevin Durant was the best player on that team when he was there. Do you understand the type of humility you got to have to say, I'm going to take a step back and allow this man to, you know, score the most points, take the most shots, because it's just easier for him to do. But Clay has been all that. He has been all of these things that we have just said. All the superlatives are something that he is he 100% deserves. But now, we're about to see something different. Something, something that we've not seen from Steph before. And he's put into the toughest position that he's ever faced in his tenure as a Golden State Warrior. Become the franchise player that demands change. Curry has never been vocal about what he sees the team as or what the team needs or, you know, where where's our, you know, interior defense. You you don't hear things like that. He leaves he leaves that for LeBron James to do. LeBron is the tinkerer or pseudo GM type of guy. Steph kind of plays the back role 
allows his uh, front office to do things and he has trusted them up until this point. Remember, we have a regime change. He trusted Bob Myers. And yes, all of the all of the statements, all the public statements will be saying we have complete trust in Kurt Lake as well. But until you go down the road with somebody, until you go through that championship uh, gauntlet, there's no way you can trust that man as much as you trusted Bob Myers. And this is just facts. So if people in San Francisco are, are upset by what I'm saying, you know, I don't think you can dispute it. It is what it is. But for the first time in his career, he's going to have to ask for change. Roster change. Core rotation changes. And last but not least, familiar faces that he has achieved greatness with. Tremendous amount of success. But those pa- those faces will have to disappear as well. So, you know, again, there's a couple other things I want to say. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, here's a question. Here's a question for Steph. Can you be cutthroat? Voice hard facts. Can you say, not publicly, but behind the scenes, can you say, I can't win with what we currently have? That is the the credo of every NBA superstar who looks at his team and says, we have a deficit and we need to fix it. There are only a certain few that do it. Giannis has done it. Remember when they got Drew Holiday? A few years back? He was voicing displeasure at that point in time. Oh, this year. Giannis voiced that he wants to win. And whether it's here or somewhere else... That was something that also Joel Embiid of the 76ers said this year. LeBron says it every year. So we never have to worry about LeBron talking about, you know, I have to keep my mind fresh. And and as long as my mind stays motivated, then I can play this game of basketball that I love. But those comments are said for a reason, a purpose. And that is to tell the front office, hey, listen, I'm seeing some things that I don't think we can necessarily cover up with, you know, you know, making making some just adjustments as a team internally. This is something where we might need to go out and get some outside help. Can Curry do that? Now, that's the question that we have about 11 months to figure out. Uh, And here's the thing. Kurt Lake, 
maybe the the uh, executive VP of player personnel, but Steph Curry holds the key to what the Warriors are going to look like in the next 11 months. Make no mistake about that. So, again, um, this was a quick pod. I needed to get this out here. This was some information that that uh, I received that I was I was I didn't know if I wanted to put it out there, but I think it's it's worthy and it's worthy of conversation. So again, tap in with us on X at Frontrunner PC and also at Nico FRPC, and then also we will have a clip. This will be a YouTube clip. Leave your comments below. Remember to like, subscribe, follow the podcast. Remember all those things. We need to get bigger. We need to have conversation. I want to have conversation with you. So make sure you're doing all of those things. So with that being said, we still do have a pod coming on Thursday. Do not worry. I actually might be doing a couple more pods because of how Christmas Day falls on Monday. So we might have a Sunday pod that I actually do Friday or whatever. Uh, so keep that keep that in mind because we're coming up on the Christmas season and whatever the case may be. So a little scheduling change, but it's to actually get you more podcasts, more content, more information, and only the spiciest rumors can go down here on FRPC. Alright? Now, I will leave you with one more that I am just going to put this out here right now. Donovan Mitchell will probably... No, I'm going to say it like this. I think that Donovan Mitchell will go to the Knicks. I don't think necessarily it is the best fit. But as one scout told me, sometimes fit doesn't make a real difference. Is Let's get the talent in the building. You know, he's an exquisite talent. He's ridiculous. He's one of the... He's, you know, he's in that top 15, top 20 of player of, of in the NBA. So they would be getting a quality guy. And I know the Knicks are star for a star. But I don't know if it's the right one. But it looks like at some point they're going to pull the trigger. And it's going to be Donovan Mitchell of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So with that being said, we're out. We'll see you on Thursday. Take it easy. Peace.